Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 4 of Ibolala Simzanti, a South African football podcast, with me, your host, the original, Tony G. So, a lot has been happening in the space of South African and African football, which is where I want to start, actually, in this week's episode, because I am disappointed, I am pissed, I am everything, like, I am disappointed, I'm pissed, like, African football is, is in the gutters, and, like, CAF, along with FIFA, they just, they just helping, flushing it down the drain, and I don't know, I don't know what the CAF members just sit at the CAF headquarters and talk about, because instead of saving African football, they, you know, Yo, African football, I'm so sorry for African football because Shapo, now I can say we can focus on South African football. Matter without African football, South African football is irrelevant because the whole point of playing football is so that we can play African football with the other teams out there. And actually, actually, I'm so sorry. Let me tell you guys why I'm pissed. So... CAF President Patrice Motsepe this week announced that um, August 2023, CAF are going to be launching the inaugural CAF Super League. So, which is, which is basically a, a, a bootleg of, 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 of the European Super League. Because uh, in Europe, they tried it. Mara, in Europe, thing is, it wasn't supported by the federation in in europe which which are uefa like uefa were against it because only the clubs came with the with the with the with the idea of starting a super league because they thought that um they were getting ripped off like they could make better money outside of uefa so like people were against it uefa were against it and even the club's fans were against it so like here in africa Kev actually are supporting the idea of having a, a, a Super League because they want to see if it's going to work so they can try it in Europe because that's that's all we are. We, we're just guinea pigs here in Africa. So Kev uh, want to start a, a Kev Super League and they say it's going to launch on the August 23rd and on August 2023. And we're not really sure of all the ideas. Mare, what that's been thrown around is that uh, the, the, the Super League is going to have like 24 teams, 24 best teams, so-called best teams in Africa. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because there is word that um, Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates are going to be in the Super League. If this league is going to have the best teams in Africa, what have Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates done in Africa? Sharpo, they've reached the final. Orlando Pirates reached the final last season. Kaza Chiefs reached the semi-final, the final, way back. Like, it's a long time ago. Stop holding on to that idea. It's Chai. You guys reached the, the final. It was... I'm so sorry to say this. It was a fluke. Okay? It was a fluke. You guys, you don't even know how you reached the semi-finals. Like, you're not even going there. You haven't even gone to the... Uh, preliminary rounds of the CAF Champions League, let alone the group stage, let alone the quarterfinals. You can't, you guys can't even go back. And all of a sudden, you're going to be jumping into the Super League. Like, uh, when teams around Africa are actually winning titles, and they imagine, like, 
this thing is called the Kev Champions League, right? Champions are supposed to play in it. So, like, teams are actually winning leagues all around Africa. Mare, imagine winning a league, Mare, at the same time having to go through a qualifier to play in a competition that you are supposed to be playing in automatically because you won a championship. It's a Champions League, not a runner's league, not a runner's up league. So, like, that, that's the first problem. That is the first problem. And on top of that first problem, you go on and create another problem called the Kev Super League. How the fuck do you create a Kev Super League? What's going to happen to the Kev Champions League? I know that it's still going to exist, but are they going to be able to coexist? Because, like, you're taking the attention away from the Kev Champions League, which is supposed to develop African football, and it's failing miserably because of Kev, and you're taking it to the Kev Super League. Like, the Kev Super... Yo, I don't, I don't know how these people think. I don't know what these people say in their meetings. They just sat down and said, Hum, African football is in a very bad state. The CAF Champions League is in a very bad state. So let's just kill it and do the CAF Super League. Oh, wow. How genius. They could have just came to us and we could have gave them that idea of how to actually finish off African football because I have a few ideas. So I don't, I don't, get, I don't get what CAF is doing because instead of having the CAF Super League, you could try. You could try because they are not even trying. You could try and actually invest and follow up on your investments in 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 other football federations across Africa because like in Zimbabwe actually Zimbabwe just got they got um banned by by CAF and by FIFA which is why they are not playing the the Afcon twenty twenty three qualifiers because of corruption. What are CAF doing about that? Like go to Zimbabwe, find out where is the corruption and root out that fucking corruption because there are dozens, dozens, millions. There are millions of kids all around Africa, billions actually. There are billions of kids all around Africa playing football right now as we speak in the mud. They don't even have soccer boots. They are having dreams of one day playing uh, on a national stage and an international stage. Mara, how are those kids going to get the platform to play on the on an international stage when you guys are creating a super league that's only going to be focused on clubs that are already doing great in Africa? Because the Super League is just the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. How is the Super League going to benefit a cheaper United? How is the Super League going to benefit a TS Galaxy? How is the Super League going to benefit an FC Platinum from Zimbabwe? How is the Super League going to benefit young Africans who won the, 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 the Tanzanian Premier League? Mare, somewhere, somehow... They're gonna have to to play through a, a a a qualifying like a qualifier round. You guys are the league champions, but you still have to play through the qualifiers. So the the super league is just focused on the rich getting richer. Like it's 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 a billionaire's club. Yeah, it is what it is. Like it's a billionaire's club. Like the billionaires just come and say ah. Like, we, we can't share our world with all these people, so let's create our own billionaires club. Billionaires only. Unless they're going to they're gonna give us a different criteria. Because right now, I'm just assuming, so 
We still don't know what the criteria is. Mara, I'm pretty much sure the criteria is going to be the most famous clubs. It's going to be based on fame because not on performance. If it's going to be based on performance, Kaiser Chiefs shouldn't be there. If it's going to be based on performance, Orlando Pirates shouldn't be there. We don't care about a Kev Champions League you won in 1994. This is 2022. That's so fucking irrelevant. If it's based on performance, there are clubs who deserve to be there. So, Mara, like, it's based on commercial success. That's what it's based on. It's based on commercial success. It's based on revenue. So they're going to look at like clubs that can pull crowds. We know that Kaiser Chiefs can pull a fucking crowd. Even though we're in, even if they were in the Mutsipe Foundation, because it's no longer that Let Africa is the Mutsipe Foundation. We know Orlando Pirates can pull a fucking crowd. So I'm, I'm so disappointed in Kev. I'm disappointed in Patrice Mutsipe the Kev president, because when he took office, he, 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 he was talking all this great stuff about how he's going to make African football great again. Bruh, bruh, you're acting like a politician right now because a politician will do a campaign, sell you dreams just to get votes. And once uh, they are voted in office, sorry, once they are voted in office, they go and do exactly what they shouldn't do. They're going exactly and do what the last person was doing, except they're going to make it even worse. They're going to make it even worse. I'm going to talk politics here. And, like, let's let's talk ANC. Jacob Zuma was the president. We all know what was happening. The, the, the country was in a bad state. And, like, Cyril was talking all this good about how he's going to fix South Africa. South Africa is even worse than where Jacob Zuma left it. It's even worse. So, like, if 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 Patrice Motsipe is not careful, Kef is going to be worse. African football is going to be worse. Like, we are miserable already. The Kef the Super League, Sharp, you can have all those teams and they can give each other competition. All right, they can give each other competition. And it's only going to be clubs from Ghana, Egypt, South Africa, Morocco, and those those national teams are actually gonna benefit from the Super League. So those national teams are gonna benefit. What about the other national teams? Because like Africa is not ten countries. Africa is fifty four fucking countries. So what about the other forty four countries? They are not gonna be able to compete in the Afcon, which means Ghana, Egypt. Ivory Coast, they're going to win the AFCON over and over again, and they're going to qualify for the World Cup. How do you expect them to compete in the World Cup when they don't even have competition in Africa? So it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, which is actually speaking of the World Cup. Um, let me just divert away from, from the topic and talk about, um, I saw Ghana announce that um, there are five players who switched uh, nationality. So it's Nike Williams, Tariq Lamptey, and other three because I don't know the other three. I forgot the other three. I can only recall Tariq Lamptey and Nike Williams because they are the ones who are out there. They're playing in the La Liga, Athletic Bilbao, and 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 the the Premier League with Brighton. So like this thing of switching nationalities is a bunch of bullshit. Like it's a load of bull. I don't know why Kef is not doing anything about it. I don't know why FIFA is not. Actually, I don't know why I expect Kev and FIFA to do something. Because the, 
these federations are just useless. For them, it's all about putting money in their pockets and moving. Football development, they don't give a shit. Uh, playing football, people enjoying football, they don't give a shit. Support, they don't give a shit. Like, the only thing they give a shit about is their bank balance. As long as their bank balance is healthy. So, like, I'm switching nationalities. I'm, I'm against it because Ghana played uh, the, the, Afcon quali- the World Cup qualifiers. The head players who are playing the World Cup qualifiers, those players, they sweat their, their hearts off. Like, even though we all know what happened, they creatively won the game against South Africa. But that's not the point here. That's not the point. The point is those players, like, they, swe- they, they worked hard for that opportunity to try and go to Qatar. And some of them are Ghana born and bred. Like, they played in the dust. They played there from the bottom, downright bottom. They played their way into the national team. And now, and Inaki Williams, who, let's say, wanted to be Spanish and can see that he's not going to get into the Spanish team. Or Tariq Lamptey wanted to be French or English, can see that they are not going to get into the, 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 the French or the English national team to go to Qatar 2022. It's just going to come and switch nationality to Ghana and get picked and take the spot of a, 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 a somebody who, who actually worked hard in the qualifiers, who earned that flight ticket to Qatar. He's just going to come and take the, 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 the ticket to, to of the ticket away from a, a Ghana kid who actually played to be there. So I'm not saying it's, 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 it's Tariq Lamptey's fault. I'm not saying it's Inaki Williams' fault, but it's Ghana's fault. It's Kev's fault. It's FIFA's fault because... I'm saying it's Kev's fault because Kev are actually they just focusing on the money, on the on the on the on the on the on the financial income that are a Ghana is gonna make if they go further into the World Cup, which is a good thing. We do want Ghana to go further into the World Cup. Mari, we want those kids who actually played their hearts off to go further in the semi-final so they can be recognized by the world and actually go and also go and play in the Premier League. We want more players in the Premier League. Mare, we're busy taking players who are already in the Premier League to come and take the spots of kids who actually sweat to to go to qatar 2022 we want competition like we want african teams to to be competitive mara at the rate we're going we're actually disadvantaging them we're disadvantaging ghana we're disadvantaging the other kids the the other nations who didn't qualify we're disadvantaging like this is so kef is flushing african football down the drain and fifa is just watching fifa is like not really getting bro like they're just watching from the sidelines that's careful's fault and like if kev can see that fifa is not doing anything kev should do something if they want to do something they should do something but clearly nothing is being done actually what they are doing is actually what what fifa wants they destroying themselves they destroying african football we have 54 fucking countries in Africa. What about the other 44 countries? Don't they matter? Because it seems like only 10 countries matter here in Africa. 
We have a Uganda, we have a Somalia, we have an Ethiopia. Ethiopia play great football. What's happening in Ethiopia? Their football is not being developed. Kev, don't give a shit about Ethiopia. I saw Ethiopia. I'm talking about Ethiopia because I'm, I, we know I'm South African, so I had to follow Bafana through the qualifiers. Ethiopia outplayed Bafana Bafana. It's just that Bafana won. Ethiopia outplayed Ghana at the Orlando Stadium, where they actually beat fucking Ghana. Ethiopia play football. Ethiopia play fucking football, but nothing is done to improve Ethiopian football. Kef is doing nothing. They're just folding hands, uh, busy endorsing our South Africa, who are actually... Right, 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 right. Let me come down. Let me come down. Let me come down. Let me come down. Yeah, but like as I was saying, like Kev should take a deep look at themselves. Like I don't know, maybe I might be crazy, but this is how I see things, and this is my unpopular opinion. Mara Kev should take a deep look in the mirror at themselves and say, "What are we actually doing?" What are we actually doing? What's the purpose of the Super League? To make a Al-Ali richer and to actually drain, like drown the 10th place, 11th place, 12th place team in the Egyptian Premier League to not even get a chance to be recognized by the by the African football fraternity, let alone the international football fraternity. So... Kev should do something like Kev should should reassess, reevaluate themselves and Kev like please, please. We love football like we love African football and we don't want Europeans coming here taking the spots of our our brothers, our sisters even with women's football, please. I see with women's football you actually are trying matter with men's football like an average, an average Tony there playing in the streets, going back home, turning on the TV and hoping to actually play in the Premier League. The only way an average Tony playing down the street can play in the Premier League is if he competes with other African nations for a chance to go to Qatar. And once he gets, he gets to Qatar, like he doesn't have nothing. He wants to actually be recognized. He's not playing in the Premier League. He is going to play his ass off. Trust me, he's going to give it his all. He's going to leave everything down on that pitch and... Trust me, a Premier League team or a La Liga team or a Bundesliga team is going to see that boy and actually buy that boy, which is, which is what developing African football is all about. It's not about um 11 people we already know are in the Premier League who are going to play. Sharp, they are going to play. They are talented. I know that. I'm not disputing that. 11 Premier League players who are going to get to a semi-final or a final and you guys and Kef is going to get a lot more money. Matter for what? What's the point of having money if you don't know, if you don't have somebody to spend it on? Like if you didn't actually like push three players or four players to actually go and play in the European major leagues. What's the point? What is the point? So... I don't know. Like I said, maybe I'm crazy and Kev and you guys see it differently. But the way I see it, this is not the way to go. This is not the way to go. Like this has been on my chest for like a week now. I've 
this podcast is gonna come out maybe uh, later because i've been having problems uploading because they all know the challenges i face mara what's football african football like rest in peace african football and courtesy of kef assisted by a courtesy of kef they're not assisted by anybody fifa are just watching fifa are just watching kef are killing african football instead of actually building african football so i that's enough about kef i've been talking about kef for like 20 minutes so i they don't I, so let's come back to south africa the dstv premiership so last week i think it's last week orlando pirates announced um a spanish coach jose rivero so orlando pirates from kev to orlando pirates i feel like kev orlando pirates those people they have the same brain i feel like they're run by the same person they are run by the same person you you had a a you had foreign coaches in the last eight years who didn't work out like they didn't really work out except for Micho. Micho he also didn't work out like Sharpie he played good football Mara he didn't work out he didn't really work out and then you bring in um a Mandan Liga who the season before led Golden Arrows to a top eight finish in like a long time. So you bring in Manda Nigas, you give him the reins. He's assisted by Fadu Davis. Manda does his best. Even though we all know there's interference from from the hierarchy from the club because we see like people at Pirates, a lot of people want to have a say. So you bring in Coach Manda Nigazi. Coach Manda actually does the best he can in those harsh conditions. Yes, he didn't have the season you wanted in the DSTV Premiership, but he still finished in the top six. You bring him in and he actually take and the reason he didn't have a good season in the Premiership is because he was actually having to focus on Africa and on the DSTV Premiership and on the CAF competitions. And we all know Orlando Pirates doesn't have enough depth in their squad to compete in all those competitions. So, like, he shifted the focus of the team to the CAF Confederations Cup and actually took them to the finals of the CAF Confederation Cup. So, I don't know, after a coach has a season like that, you demote him to, to assistant manager. And you bring in a foreign coach who's been an assistant coach for most of his career. He's only been uh, coach, 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 coach. Like, he's only been the main man once. So you demote Mandla for taking Orlando Pirates to the Kev Confederations final. What should he do? Relegate Pirates. Then you're probably going to promote him to CEO. Because the man took you to a final, but you're demoting him. How do you demote a man who took you to a final? What do you want the man to do? Relegate you. Then you're probably going to promote them to, to CEO. Pirates were playing great. The reason Pirates didn't win the, 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 the CAF Confederations Cup is because of individual errors, individual mistakes. Individual mistakes cause Pirates the the Kev Confed Cup. It's not Coach Mandla. Coach Mandla put the perfect team. Orlando Pirates decimated Aris Berrigan, like on 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 the field. 
just that they are finishing let them down individual mistakes let them down so i don't know how a man like that who takes you to the final of a kev confit cup is demoted and you bring in somebody we've never heard of he doesn't know african fo- first of all he has to 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 learn african football he has to learn the psl which means it's 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 a season where He's just going to be knowing, like he's going to be learning the ropes. So this season, you're not expecting anything because you're starting from the bottom, from zero, 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 zero. And it's a risk with someone we don't know what they can achieve. So you're starting from zero. And then next season, he's actually building. He's starting to, he's still building the foundation. So it's the second season, zero. And next of next season, he's actually trying to build a team that can compete. So you, at, the, at the third season, you're expecting him to win. Mara, you don't have like 100% expectations because he is still a rookie in the PSL, let alone African football. So you're only expecting this man to yield results in the fourth season. And we're not so sure how the club, how the team are gonna re- is going to respond to him, how his system is going to play out in in the DSTV premiership so like it's four wasted seasons unless a miracle happens because if he actually comes in and hits the ground running it's a miracle it is gonna be a miracle because there's eight 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 out of there's an eight out of ten chance that he is gonna fail because there is an 8 out of 10 ch- chance that he is going to fail because the numbers speak for themselves. It's the numbers. Mare, he may succeed because there is still a 2 out of 10. So, like, I see you You guys decided to go with the 2 out of 10. Mare, you could have stuck with a Manda Nigazi. Support a coach, Manda Nigazi, who took you to the final of the Confederations Cup. Give him two other seasons and see what he does. If you guys are prepared to give a foreigner which you we don't know maybe i'm not i don't want to say you guys don't know because you appointed him which means you know him so if you guys are so prepared to put the future of orlando pirates football club in the hands of a spanish coach we don't know instead of putting the future of an orlando Pirates spanish club in the future of a local coach who actually yielded some results last season says a lot about ourselves says a lot about south africans says a lot we don't believe in our own we believe in europeans we believe in the western world americans we do not believe in ourselves and we expect the world to believe in us so i'm not expecting pirates to have a good season i'm so sorry mara i'm not expecting pirates because actually i want to talk about mm, Actually, let me just finish this point and then I'll talk about it. I'm not expecting Pirates to have a good season. And that that is that on that. Like, I don't even want to talk about the coach. Because the coach is not really that important right now. What is important is a local coach took Pirates to an inter-club intercontinental club competition final and got demoted. So I don't I don't know how that works. I don't know how that's supposed to work. Cause now 
as I know from a workplace, when somebody does a great job, they get promoted. So I, there you have it, coaches. Like, don't win the league. You are going to win the league and they are going to psych you. Which brings me to my next point. PSL clubs, second coaches who actually had a great season. Marumo Gallants. You are Marumo Gallants. Everybody is, is expecting you to go to relegation or to fight for relegation. You bring in a coach, Dan Dance Malisela. Coach Dan Dance gives you a great season, a season you are never going to have again unless a miracle happens because it seems like that's what we live on nowadays. Miracles gives you a, a, a season you guys have never dreamt of. Even in your wildest dreams, he took you to the NetBank Cup final. Mara, what do you do? You sack him. Why? You don't have a reason. You do not have a reason. You sack Dan Malisela. Hey. I want Marumo Gallants to go to relegation so bad. Like, I'm from Limpopo. I know I'm I'm from Limpopo and Marumo Gallants are going to be playing uh, their, their games in, in Limpopo. I think they're from Limpopo, actually. No, yeah, Marumo Gallants are from Limpopo. They are owners from Northwest. So, instead of actually wanting Marumo Gallants to do great, I want them to go to relegation so they can see that you don't sack somebody who gave you a great fucking season, took you to your first ever cup final. You don't do that. You do not do that. Because you saw what Kaiser Chiefs did. 20, 2018, 2019, is it 2018? 2019, 2020 season. Coach Anders Mirindorp, like, you know that he's not going to play the football. The fans want, but you still bought him at the, at, the, at the beginning of the season. He plays his football and actually just misses out on the league on the last day. On the last day, and you sack him. Why do you sack Coach Middendorp, who took you to second place from ninth place? You didn't even finish in the top eight last season. The men took you to second place. Mara, you sack him. Okay, sharp. You bring in Coach Gavin Hunt. Coach Gavin takes you the, to the Kev semifinals, to the semifinals of the Kev Champions League. Sharp, he's not doing great in the league because you guys don't have the quality. It's an Orlando Pirates situation. Like Coach Mandla, you're not doing good in the league because you guys don't have the depth. You don't have enough quality to compete on both fronts. So he focuses on the on the African stage. He takes you to the semifinals. And what do you do? You sack Coach Kevin Hunt. You sack Coach Kevin Hunt. And as if that's not worse enough, you bring in... Coach um, Coach Athazwani as interim coach. He was interim coach back then. You bring him and he takes charge of two league matches and takes charge of the CAF Champions League semi-final. And guess what Coach Arthur does? He doesn't lose the semi-final. He wins the semi-final, taking you to your first ever and I think it's going to be your only, because at the rate you're going, this is going to be your only Kev Champions League final. And what do you do at the final? You don't let Coach Arthur take reins for the final. You bring in Stuart Baxter. You bring in Coach Baxter. Instead of letting Coach Arthur finish what he started, you bring in Coach Baxter to take charge of the final. He loses the final. You give him this season. You sack him. You brought him. You knew that he was going to play that system. You knew he was going to play three center backs. 
but yet you're still sacking him, saying he's not playing the right system. Was he playing the right system before he came? Because he didn't just change. He was coach Baxter before he came. So, I don't, I don't understand. Like, South African football teams, I'm going to have to agree with Junior Kanye. They are run like spaza shops. They, all of them, even Kaza Chiefs, even Orlando Pirates, I don't care how much commercial success they make, how many t-shirts they sell, how many fans they have, how much money they make, like they are run like a spaza shop, like your main business should be on the field and actually winning something, you haven't won nothing in 8 years, you have won one trophy in 8 years, what do you call that, success? Is that success? You are happy if a club is performing like that. So these teams are run like spazzle shops. Marumo Gallants, ha, you don't do that. Royal AM, where's the profession? Coach John Maduga. Like, this is your first season. I know you bought a status, but let's just say you guys got promoted into the big league. This is your first season, and Coach John Maduka has like 40 players, and he actually has to keep 40, manage 40 players. Like, you know how hard it is managing 23 players, let alone 40 players. He has to manage 40 players, and he absolutely does that. He manages 40, 40 players and leads you to third place. Like, you guys are going to be playing Kev, Kev Confederations Cup football in your first season in the DSTV Premiership. But where is the coach who led you there? He's not there. Like, I know the Royal AM coach Maduka, like, it may be different because I think coach Maduka is the one who wanted to leave. Mara, like, the man had a successful season, so you must have done something to want him, to, for him to be wanting to leave. So... I, I just hope you guys also get relegated too, along with Ish. I hope all these teams get relegated, man, because I, I don't think they're taking themselves seriously. You're not taking yourself seriously. How do you expect us to take you seriously? Like, when at the end of the day, as long as you have money and your family is eating, you can put food on the table. That's it. That's chai. That's what football is to you. You guys don't give a shit about football. You don't care. You do not care. As long as you have money, you're putting food on the table, everything is okay. So, African football, South African football, we need to take ourselves seriously. We need to take ourselves seriously. So, in the midst of all the bad that's happening in South African football, there's actually some goods like a diamond in the rubble, the shining light in the dark of South African football, who are... Mamelodi Sundowns. That club is living proof of how a properly run football club turns out to be. Mamelodi Sundowns are a commercial and a, a, a on-the-pitch footballing success. That's how you run a football club. So, Sundowns, we all know they are going to win the league next season. Because if they don't win the league, it's a miracle. Like, I'm talking facts here. Like, I, I love talking facts. Like, and I love talking facts and numbers. And numbers don't lie. I know there's, like, a short time when numbers do lie. But at this time, we do expect Mamelodi Sundance to win everything. We do expect them to compete in the Kev Champions League. Because they are a well-run club. They are a properly run club. They are a football club. They are what a football club should be. It's it's like when you're a kid and there's when your parents are raising you 
and there's that kid there at the corner busy smoking drugs and stuff and then there's that kid who's a nerd like your mother always wants you to become like the nerd like the, when they are making example they are gonna always make example of the nerd who's actually gonna become something of them in their lives so if you wanna be successful follow sundowns do what sundowns is doing just follow sundowns as i was saying before i was rudely interrupted Mamelodi Sundowns are the future. Mamelodi Sundowns are the perfect example of what a football team should be run like. So, right now, we all know they signed um, one of the best uh, holding midfielders in the country, Sipombule, along with one of the best holding midfielders in the country, Teboko Mukwena. And they also have the best holding midfielder in the country, Andile Jali. Tell me. Like, please try and convince me how that is not the formula to winning the the champ the, the, the DSTV premiership. Because that is the perfect formula. So Mameluri Sundowns are expecting Ethiopian striker Abubakar Nasir. So apparently the guy has been pulling trees. So what in the media is that he's good. Like he is good. So he played his last game last 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 week. For, for Ethiopia Kofi, I think that's his team. So he's going to be coming to South A to add on to Peter Shalulile, Gaston Siriro, Sirino, Tembazwani, like Sundown's deadly front line. So um, let's just save Mamelodi Sundowns all the trouble of playing their games and give them the league and let them focus in the Kev, on the Kev Champions League because they are going to take the league. All the signs point to sundowns unless something unnatural happens. Mara so far, everything is going to sundowns. So, like I said, unless something unnatural happens and I don't really believe in unnatural stuff. So, I believe in facts. I believe in numbers. I believe in the stats. Sundowns are going to win the league. So, uh, we've also seen Royal AM. They've announced... um. Former Swallow striker Ruse Hameldin, who actually had a great last of last campaign, was supposed to go to Chiefs. Because the Chiefs pulled out, I think that dented his confidence. Didn't really have a great last campaign. So, he's down in Devon at Royal AM, along with former Kaza Chiefs striker. Samir Nukovic, whom I am critical of. Like, I've been critical of Samir Nukovic in his first season. Like, um, I don't really wanna 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 sound harsh, but I am gonna be harsh. Sami Nukovic doesn't know how to turn to save his life. During the past two three weeks, we've been watching the Kasi football, the DSTV Kasi Championships. We've seen Kasi kids. 10 like professionals those kids are superstars Mariette Samir Nukovic who can't even turn to to save his life was earning 900k per month at Kaiser Chiefs while that Kasi kid you could take that Kasi kid and like because they have nothing like they're just starting give the Kasi kid 20k 
Give the kid 20k, he's going to give you results. Instead of having a man who can't even turn to save his life. A man who can do a step over to save his life. A man who can rabona. A man who's a fucking center back, mother playing as a center forward. So how Kaiser Chiefs scouted Samir Nukovic. I know he had a great first season. Mara, that's all behind you. You are defined by what you do, not what you did. Like people don't want to know what Nkilega Horn. That doesn't fucking matter. What are you doing right now? So Royal AM took Samir Nukovic. I don't know. Maybe they think they can turn him into the player he was. Matter for me, Samir Nukovic is not your ideal player. He's not an ideal Royal AM player. Because I saw Royal AM last season. Royal AM played some great football with Victor Letualo at the at the heart of the of the central central attacking line. They had Tawopotsani. They had everybody. They played some great football under Coach Maduka. You get rid of Coach Maduka. You also get rid of his DNA by bringing in Esami Nukovic, who's going to slow down all your movements, who's going to force you to play wide because he's a target man. So you have to throw balls into the box. You're no longer going to play build up. You're going to. It's a center back. Boom. Number, number, number eight. Cross, goal. That's how Samir Nukovic plays. Because Samir Nukovic is not your typical 1-2 player, fancy footwork player. So, good luck to Royal AM. Like, I really wish you good luck. You guys had a great first season. matter what you're doing now just spells disaster. You guys are making a bomb. And it's gonna explode in your face. A bomb that's gonna explode in your face. So, lastly... The the Afcon the women's Afcon got underway in Morocco and Banyana Banyana the only national team we recognize in South Africa they won because those girls they play football those girls actually should replace Bafana because wow wow so Banyana beat Nigeria the defending champions and they actually played some great football so. Uh, my last message is, no, my second last message is good luck to Banyana Banyana. And my last message is Bafana Bafana, please, he Banyana Babua ko Morocco. With or without the trophy, he ya training camp. When they go to their next training camp, please go there and observe. Samayang, lielo jadi notes ko Banyana Banyana. Because you guys... <sighs> yeah, can't even beat Nigeria. Banyana beat Nigeria, the best team in Africa. So, just go and observe Banyana Banyana. And trust me, that will do you a whole world of good. So, that's been it, people. Like, thank you for if you've joined me up to this point. Episode 3 of Ibolala Semzanti. Episode 4, man. Why the fuck am I so obsessed with episode 3? Maybe it's because I enjoyed episode 3 so much. I really enjoyed episode 3. But I also enjoyed episode 4 because this is my first. I felt like I was angry throughout the episode. Mara, it's the things that happen that make me angry. Like these people don't take football seriously. Like football should be a lifestyle. Not just another way of making money. We take this shit seriously. We take this shit to the heart. Like, we have 99 problems. Trust me, I have 99 problems. And football is my only escape. And I want to see it done the way it should be done. Like, 
I'm even to a point where uh, I'm tearful right now. I feel like crying because that's how much this, that's how personal this shit is to me. Mara, it's so sad to see that something that you're taking seriously, some someone who is supposed to be taking that shit seriously more than you isn't even making an effort. So, good luck to Kev. Good luck, African football. Good luck, Vanyana. Please go and win and qualify for the 2023 Women's World Cup because I saw you guys at the 2019 Women's World Cup and you actually tried. Tembi Khatlana. Actually, 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 before I close, before I close, Vanyana played the 2023 AFCON World Cup. Tembi Khatlana was playing in South Africa. Refilo Gianni was playing in South Africa. Only a few players, Nokumatro, Van Heerden, were playing in Europe. After the 2020, the 2019 Women's World Cup, Tembi Khatlana went to Europe, played for Atletico Madrid. Refilo Gianni went to Europe, played for one of the biggest football team in the world, AC Milan. That's what football is all about. Developing players. That's what African football should be about. Actually, everything women's football is in Africa is supposed to be what women, what men's football is in Africa. But it's not that. It is not that. So now I'm just gonna dis- I'm just gonna follow women's football more and study it more because they are the ones who are doing the right things. Men's football, that shit is hopeless. Like there is no saving it. If we don't act now. African football will be in a junk status. Like even those extra World Cup spots, what are they, what are they for? What are they for? So, I let me just end the episode here. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been episode four of Ibolala Semzanzi, a South African football podcast with me, your host, the original Tony G. Until the next episode. And please do everything correctly because there are people who actually look up to you guys. Like now I'm no longer talking football. I'm talking life in general. There are actually people who who want to be you. So please do your things correctly for your future because everything might be great in the long run. But how does it impact the future? Before you do anything, like ask yourself, how is this going to benefit me in the long run? So Adios. Have a great day.